0: Episode 404, How to Dial Up Your Authentic Male Energy. Art Geiser. The Awaken Your Alpha Podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis-Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership podcast network. That is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx podcast talk Awaken your alpha how to rise up you can see a theme here but please do check these out if you like the talk if you like the podcast you will love the book the book is the best of the best and it's available on amazon this podcast is brought to you by the talk accelerator helping thought leaders increase influence income and impact by achieving their talk if you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot please do head over to talkaccelerator.com that's talk x c-e-l-e-r-a-t-o-r.com. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week, we have Art Geiser on the line. He is the developer and creator of Energetic NLP. He's a gifted healer, intuitive NLP trainer, life coach, and corporate consultant in leadership and teamwork. So, Energetic NLP is different. You know, We're going to dig into that number one. We're going to be talking about male and female energy, and, and specifically the authentic male energy. We're going to touch on that. Arnold's going to be mentioned in this episode as well, so it's a little teaser trailer, and I'm excited about that, among other things. But firstly, are, are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: I am. I am definitely ready.
0: Awesome. So that was a very brief introduction um, of you. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about? You, you know, tell us a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So I'll, I'll say for people that, um, you know, so many people think that energy work and stuff is, is woo woo. And I just like to say my, my background is I, I managed a research lab in reproductive endocrinology for one of the top health science research institutions in the world for 11 years. My dad was one of the early computer guys. I wanted to be a scientist since I was like in fourth grade. Um, i i my corporate clients are um, high tech, uh, pharmaceuticals, finance, and they're usually tops and they're you know, among the top companies in their fields. So I have a very practical side to me, and since I was little, I was always interested in the mystical, the powers of the unconscious mind, things like my, you know, telepathy and all of these things. So I've always been interested in both, and I don't see them as opposed. and And I do like people to know that. There's actually a great deal of research now about the human energy field, about things like telepathy. So this is no longer just um, something somebody in India said, you know, several thousand years ago. (laughs) There is a lot of, oddly enough, in the Soviet Union, they did tons of research on this. And um, uh, when I have Russian clients, they go, oh, yeah, there's a lot of research in Russia about that. It's not as considered as odd. So yeah. I like to open people up to what they might have thought was woo-woo or superstition or just kind of new agey sweet um, ideas and to make it practical and how do you really bring it into your life? And, the, and for this broadcast, how do you really bring it into the life of an alpha male?
0: Awesome. Uh, you touched on your origins a bit there as well. So where are you originally from? Where are you speaking
1: to us from today? I was uh, born in Washington, DC, though I, I grew up in Southern California. Right now, I live both in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And right now, um, that is a, a green screen behind me. But that's what I'm looking at. I, I live up in the oh, that's Hollywood insane. Hills. I was going to say, I was going to joke like, hey, you're actually clearly
0: you're in the Hollywood Hills there. But <laughs> it's, a per- it's always a perfect, consistent view when I speak to you. But <laughs> that's, that's cool. right. so that, can you see that from your office or do you just mean that's from your house? Or? Oh, that's what I'm looking at right now. I see it from the studio. Oh, man. Well, after this interview. That's got, my view. I, I Behind I me. need to confirm that. I need to see that. That's awesome. It's a lovely view as well. I love, absolutely love that view. Awesome. We'll come out. I have a guest apartment, so come out. You can stay. <laughs> Very nice. What was kind of like the awakening moment, at least to kind of go down this path?
1: Well, originally I could say I wanted to be a scientist, and, and, and in fact, I, when I was little, you know, before people knew that radioactivity was a mixed bag, I wanted to be a scientist and work with radioactive materials and discover new things. And, and years later, when I was managing this research lab, one day I started laughing and everybody went, what's so funny, and I went, my childhood dream was to be a researcher working with radioactive materials, which I was not very strong ones, but that's what we use. Yeah. Uh, and, and everybody laughed, and one of my colleagues went, should have had a better dream, Art. <laughs> and, but I also had dreams. <laughs> it's funny, those careful what you wish for kind of thing. Right. Like. And, and I still love science. But one of my other great loves, um there was a comic book character called the Green Lantern, and oh yeah, he had this ring from an alien why like Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds ruined that <laughs> oh, <I laughs> that's
0: uh, that's like a, a running joke just everywhere, isn't it about <laughs> I mean, he constantly goes on
1: about that <laughs> yeah it was it was sort of the whole movie. I can't totally blame yeah. him but uh, <laughs> no <definitely. laughs> my childhood hero and um um what I liked about it is his ring when he would think his thoughts affected physical reality. They became real. And there was something that really registered me that there was some truth to that, too, that there were powers to the unconscious mind. There were powers um, that, that, that somehow the idea that there were energy fields and we worked with them, I, I just knew it was true from when I was really little. I, I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know how it would work, but I knew it was true. So my life has, has been pursuing both logic and um, and practicality and at the same time going beyond logic and in, into the, the greater realities and and when you bring them when you no longer see them as opposed when you can bring them together and go that you you don't have to sit in a cave and you know wear a robe and meditate for 30 years to do it you, it's something that in my work i like to make it simple practical and effective and and i do think spiritual development is very important but i I guess another way to say it is a lot of the old systems were about transcendence. They were about removing yourself from the world. And a lot of people, and I'm one of them now, are going, let's bring these, our, these spiritual principles and these untapped abilities into our physical lives. So let's not escape this world. Let's, let's in, in, enlarge this world, if you will.
0: You talked about, you know, you reached an early dream and getting to that point, and they're like, oh, this is, this is kind of it. How was that from the outside in, you've you've reached, you know, a high level in a specific field. And for a lot of people, that are kind of that'd be it. They continue, they continue, can continue. How was the struggle of the wrestling mentally to ultimately step away from that and, and go down a different path?
1: Well, I had been really adventuresome as a as a kid. And this doesn't sound like a big deal now, but when I was 20, it was really a big deal for somebody from California to go to Europe. It was really expensive. I mean, it, it wasn't travel like like there is now. Yeah. And I I uh, they started these charter flights and so I like I had a one-way ticket a a sleeping bag and a a little terrible little tent and I didn't even have a ticket home I mean I wanted to just have an adventure that was the kind of person Mm -hmm. I was so flash forward I'm managing this research lab and I'm completely stuck I am completely stuck I know that I don't belong there now I know I'm equipped for something way more than this but I don't know what it is and I, I spent years and years and years stuck. I was looking for a job that fit me. And the idea of like creating my own thing had never really occurred to me. Again, that's much more common now. And I went to this lecture on intuition and it, w- it was okay. And they were selling different books all about intuition. And I went out in the hallway during a break and there was a flyer on the wall and it said neuro-linguistic programming. And I read those words mm. and literally, it felt like a bolt of lightning hit the top of my head and went through my body. I mean, it was like, boom. And the scientist in me was going, what was that? And the scientist goes, well, it was a sign. What do you think it was? So I I walk back in the lecture and I'm trying to think, what do I do with this? And I look at the book table and all the books are are on intuition except for one book. And it's a book on neuro-linguistic programming. And I'm going, now that's really weird. And um, so I bought it and then changed everything in my life, changed everything in my life after that. And I was lucky enough to study with all the developers of, of NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming and a couple of them became my mentors. What
0: kind of era was this when you kind of stumbled across that the NLP?
1: This was 1983. NLP probably started in the 75, yeah. weirdly NLP started where I went to university, but right after I left. Where did you go to university? University of California, Santa Cruz. So here I am doing NLP and just seeing miracles happen. You know, people, for people who aren't familiar with NLP, the most famous person in the field is Tony Robbins, who does his own thing around it. Mm-hmm. But the core of his power to change people's lives is NLP. And that's the core of the transformation work. And so I was seeing a lot of miracles happen, but like anything, it didn't work for everything. And then I was starting to learn energetic healing and psychic development and energy work. And I was seeing miracles happen there. Mm. And I started realizing, well, what happens if you put them together?
0: I was going to say, so I want to, you know, we touched on it at the very start, you know, the difference between energetic NLP, right. which is you're the, you're the creator of, so yeah, please yeah. do kind of dig into that. And it, in, in terms that, you know, even someone who's maybe not even that familiar with NLP. would grasp. Well,
1: well a couple of things about NLP is it, NLP was developed as a way to make rapid, profound personal change. And when NLP started, the, the, the bulk of psychology and psychiatry believed that therapy and, and change had to take years. There's an old Woody Allen movie where he's talking to his girlfriend. And he goes, I've only been in therapy for 12 years. And, um, and yet the people who started NLP went, well, there are therapists out there who get magical results with people and and what are they doing differently nlp developed out of that of what they saw that really worked the great strength of nlp in its original form is you treat everything as internally generated so yes we're dealing with the external world but what happens from that is is a matter of the meaning you make of it how you process things consciously and unconsciously so for example years ago when I would work with um, men who would either describe themselves as a, a good father or a bad father, and I, I would ask them, well, why do you think you're a good father? Why do you think you're a bad father? And all of the bad fathers, you know, and they would describe themselves as bad fathers, yeah. um, uh, had the same story. Like, my father was a bad father. I didn't have any good role models. The good fathers had two different stories. One was, my father was a great father, so I had a great role model. But the others would go, my father was a terrible father. And I remember deciding, when I'm a father, I'm not going to be like him. So here's two people having the same experience of having a quote, unquote, bad father. One of them, they're able to use it to become a good father. Another one, it, it, it cripples them. And, and that's not criticizing them. But it's just the way that they're processing information, the way they're thinking, their whole belief structure consciously and consciously is, is limiting them rather than freeing them up for possibilities. So NLP is incredible about that. But NLP, you treat everything as internally generated. Well, I don't think that's true. People have thoughts that aren't their thoughts. You have emotions that aren't your emotions. And in fact, any emotional state that anybody listening that they have problems with, maybe they get angry too often or they feel defeated or they get frustrated and and they they feel that they're having it too often or inappropriately or they handle it badly. There's about a 99% chance that when they're in that emotional state, they're running other people's version of that. They're literally running other people's energies. So energetic NLP, we bring in these kind of principles. We bring in spiritual principles, but also we work with the human energy field And it. It's a dance between the incredible things NLP can do and the incredible things you can do energetically and spiritually and then it's sort of like one plus one equals a hundred. So, how how do you take the the best of all of that? Yeah, I want
0: to touch on male and female energy and your thoughts right. around that, and you know how how we obviously bring them both in, and then obviously that that authentic male energy. I know we spoke about briefly before the interview.
1: Yeah, I, this is this blew my mind when I first learned about it. Um, so. A basic idea for everybody listening. So you have an energy field in and around your body. And again, this is science. Physics tells us we have energy fields. Now, in energy work, we talk about energy fields that um, science can't necessarily measure yet. But the idea that we have energy fields is is science. Not anymore. It's not woo-woo. And your energy feels like every other part of your body. It gets dirty. You collect stuff. And you know, if you look at your hands and go... Um, what would your hands look like if you'd never washed them in your life? Never ever washed them. They'd be all this crud and dirt and oil on them. And the thing is, you would think that was you. You would go, well, you know, it's normal that I can only move this much and, and, and this is my body. And then if you fell in a lake by accident and got washed off, you'd go, wait a minute, what's this stuff? And oh, wait a minute, I can move better. And you know, this feels like me, that wasn't really me. Well in the same way our energy fields are clogged, and I do mean clogged, I mean people are appalled when they start realizing how much of the energy in their energy field isn't theirs. So starting when we're in the womb we're absorbing energies from our parents and other people around us and even if you never knew your father or mother they were programmed unconsciously to to energetically program their kids. So parents are, are constantly on an unconscious level programming their kids but also, even in the womb, we're absorbing energies from our parents for two reasons. One, we love them. And the other is we're aware that if the giants aren't functional, we're in big trouble. So if one of your parents is really anxious all the time, you'll start absorbing that energy to take the load off them. And then I'll have clients they are 50 years old and they're going, I'm anxious. I've always been anxious. I don't know why I'm anxious. And... I can meditate and I feel better. Or I can take this drug, but then I get anxious again. You know, you know they, they can maybe handle it, but you can't ever heal it because it's not yours. And other people's energy has their thoughts and emotions in it. So one of the things that we do in Energetic NLP, and, and this is not other energy fields do this too, is you learn how to clear other people's energy out of your emotions so you can have your authentic emotions. And you'll always be able to handle the authentic ones. And, and this will tie into male energy in a second. But I think one of the reasons for road rage is our highways are full of anger and frustration, you know, particularly mm-hmm. like here in Los Angeles where people are stuck in traffic, they're upset, they think that driver's a jerk. And that some of that energy stays on the highway. And if you're driving along and you start getting upset, it's like you open a floodgate and those energies can pour in particularly some people that don't have good energy boundaries. And then all of a sudden they're enraged and they'll do crazy stuff. Um, but bringing that back to the male and female energy, when we were young, our parents were programming us. And so for men in particular, our fathers or other men in our lives, could be a brother, uncles, um, teachers, they're programming us how to be men. And that's not bad or wrong. You, you need to be programmed for whatever culture you're in. But then you grow up, most men are, are running other men's energy in their male space. And it, it never fits. It's, you know, so you, your father might've been the greatest person in the world, but his male energy is his, not yours. So we'll teach people how to clear um, other men's energy out of their, their energy space and how to dial up their authentic male energy. And also, you know, men and women, we have energies from the other gender too.
0: You talked about that you help people just, you know, really dial into that authentic man energy. And I'm sure that's quite a thorough process. I just wondered, for those who are listening, is there any kind of practical first step that they can at least open their minds to? Oh, yeah. and Around with to start.
1: Before dude, let me explain a bit yeah. what I mean by male and female energy. And I, I used to be really puzzled when people talk about male, female energy. Insight that I got is you can think of male and female energy. It's very analogous to uh, how we make babies. So, you think about the male role in making, a, well, let's start with the female role in making a baby. Like the woman doesn't control the pregnancy. The placenta and the fetus are controlling a lot of the pregnancy. So, it's, and I'm sure many women are listening who have had babies and go, oh, yeah, you're not in control. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, female creativity is about you create a space for something and you nurture it and you let it grow. And, and again, there's time for men need to tap into that. It, it's not about making things happen. It's about creating a space for it, nurturing it and, and it grows. Male creativity is like the male part of, of making a baby. You know how to do it, you know how to get there, you know when you're done, it's very linear. So the male creativity is very often very linear where the female is more about nurturing and letting something grow. So a couple of easy ways to start with this is that using the power of metaphor and symbol to access your energy abilities. And if you think about dreams, and we all well know, our dreams are highly symbolic. So the unconscious mind loves to work with symbols, metaphors. And one that I like to use a lot is the idea of a magnet, because pretty much everybody played with a magnet when you were a child, and it's wired into your unconscious mind. I mean, you, you took a magnet, you took a pin, you let go of the pin and boom, goes to the magnet. So we know that magnets have energy and they can pull things to them. And anybody listening, uh, if they're listening while they're driving, don't do any of these things while you're driving (laughs) because they get you to go inward. You can try it right now. Just imagine, and, and the key to this is just pretending. If you were five years old and I was telling you how to do this, you would do it amazingly well. So bring out that inner playful child and imagine there's a magnet floating out in front of you. And just give it permission to pull other men's energy out of your energy field. And just imagine those energies going to it. And if you feel any tug of war, leave that alone. But just whatever just flows out to it. And then you imagine that magnet drops into the earth, and the earth recycles the energy, and, which means it either sends the energy back to the owners or, or, or can just turn it back into pure energy. And then do that one more time. Just put another magnet out and go, okay. And it's not because other men's energy is good or bad. You're just going, it's like your immune system. You're going, this isn't me. So I'm, I'm releasing it. And just playfully release their energy. You can even have gratitude, like thank you, and release it out. Drop that into the earth. And then ask your own inner wisdom or depending on people's beliefs, you could ask your spirit, your inner wisdom to bring more of your authentic male energy into your body, into your cells, into your DNA. Because when we're stuffed with other people's energy, we push our own energy out. So just ask your your spirit, your unconscious mind, like, now they'll fill me up with my authentic male energy. And then imagine you have a dial, like when you're adjusting bass and treble on audio, and just turn your male energy up, turn it down. Just notice how it feels when you turn it way up, when you turn it way down, and then find a nice balance for what you're doing right now. And what do you notice when you do that?
0: I like it. I feel I'm open. Feels good, right? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that I like the, the awareness of certain things that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. stuff pops in that you might not have been expecting. Maybe stuff pops in that you were definitely expecting.
1: Part of what blew my mind when I first did it is when I really dialed up my male energy. Uh, even though I'm small, I, used to, I played seven years of tackle football and I, I loved smashing into the game. Were you the Rudy of your time? Yes, I, I was the Rudy. That's a good description. <laughs> I bet you <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> I can not relate to it, but you know, until everybody got really big, people feared me, I, I love tackling guys, but um, when you turn your male energy way up, and, and you can tell me if this is what you notice, it's not testosterone-y, it's not aggressive, it's just strong. It's just Yeah, fear. definitely. And, and the thing about authentic male energy, like, like hyper-aggressive men, I think they have a problem with their male energy. It's not that they it's it working well, they're running a lot of other men's energy. When you run your authentic male energy, it's kind of like when you think about these martial artists masters that like if they did if they needed to get in the fight they whoop ass but they're not looking for a fight you know yeah. they're not walking around going i'm the baddest ass they're just confident and comfortable and if circumstances arise they can do it and when you really run your authentic energy it's not um it's not hyper aggressive it's not testosterone it's just strong and People can also, and you can try this, you also have authentic female energy in your body. And just notice what happens when you turn that up and down and you can kind of adjust your male-female and go, at any one time, what, whatever you're doing, um, what's the balance? So I mentioned earlier about samurais, like they were expected to write poetry and arrange flowers because they recognized there was a balance to human life and that you didn't want to be a one-trick pony where you're always just like... Bleh. You know? Yeah. So you, you might even just try that and notice like, you know, we don't need to be afraid of female energy in our bodies. We're supposed to have some, you know. It's like one woman I, I taught this to, she's a writer and um, she found to her surprise, she wrote better when she turned up her male energy.
0: That'd be fun to play around with, you know, like you say, different activities and different, and different. levels of male and female energy. We're going to start to go into the alpha round to yeah. wrap things up. And I'd like to start that off with, is there a particular quote that really um, is a favorite quote for you or just one that really sums up your approach to life, Anything that spring to mind?
1: Um, well, there's a few, but one I like from the comedian Robin Williams, which is uh, reality, what a concept. And, and I really do believe that, but as we change our beliefs, um, it's fundamental. To, when, when I start teaching an energetic NLP program, I tell people, I make people take a pledge not to believe anything I tell them. I go, I want you to explore what I'm, I'm going, I don't believe what I'm telling you. You know, I made up a term beliefs du jour, like soup du jour. It's like, well, this is what I believe right now. And five years from now, I might say something different. So we explore beliefs. So the idea of reality, what a concept does sum up a lot of my philosophy.
0: I love that. Um, Is there a particularly um, impactful book for you that either you read at the right time or just as you sit now, one of your favorite all time books?
1: And there's some weird book about alpha male um you know, I, I, I really do like your book as a matter of fact um you're the guy did you read it have you read have you just had a little chance
0: to have a little look at it so far uh
1: i'm uh, i'm not finished with it no i'm maybe halfway through but i i, I really do like it i like what you're saying and um, um and how you write it how you say it very much um Awesome.
0: Oh, I remember the first time we spoke, I remember you said some, you know, some things. Yeah. I mean, so far I'm always curious about this. What for those listening, I mean, what aspect I know you're only halfway in or so, or what aspect are you enjoying of it at this point, or even a, you know,
1: interview in there? Um well, for one thing, I, I like the idea that you're redefining alpha male. That that, that there's not like a, a definition that everybody has to use. You're you're inviting people to to decide what it means for them. And there's just a lot of, I'm um, blanking on the specifics, but there's, there's a lot of very good concepts and pra- they're, they're very practical. I mean, they can be applied. And, and that's something, like I say, I like in my own work. I, I like awesome. taking concepts, making them simple, making them practical. And I, I've highlighted a bunch of things and, and that I'm completely blanking out on in the moment. Oh, no, that's perfect. But that's, I mean, that's
0: how I read books. Now. I like to highlight things. And the fact that you're highlighting it, that's um, kind of how it was intended. So I'm, I'm really, you know, it's good to hear. Um, and I'm, if you
1: think... I'm redoing my book and I like the way you say a lot of things. So just sometimes I highlight things just to go on oh, that. I like, not that I'm going to say it the same way, but just the, yeah. the thinking behind how it was said, the the structure of it. I really like. it. Awesome. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, and in terms of from your
0: network, all the work you do mm-hmm. and everyone you've met spoke to, who would be a great interview for Awaken Your Alpha who you think would that when you hear Awaken Your Alpha and I was not even read into half the book that you think that is someone who fits into that mold or would be you know a great fit for this show?
1: Yeah somebody would be a fantastic fit is Daryl Hill who's a, a good okay. friend of mine he was actually the guy I was thinking of he's this ex-Navy football player and officer and and um, uh, but and and into business and business development but also into um, uh, hypnosis and healing. And, um, I mean, he, he's a great example of a, a guy who's in touch with his masculine energy and in touch with with a, a, a more modern version of alpha male. He's, he's a Carol. Ill. I'll connect you to him. You'd love, oh,
0: yes, him. please. That's, that sounds brilliant. Um, and if people want to continue the conversation, cause we're pretty much out of time, what is the best way to follow
1: up with you and do so? So, um, if they go to, so Energetic NLP, so if they go to ENLP, and then the number, the, the number three.com, ENLP3.com, um, they can access a webinar and it, where I teach three energy processes that I think everybody absolutely needs to know um, in order to really open up their potential to have uh, on all levels, success, love, happiness, health, and um and, and there's three simple really really powerful processes so again it's wwwenlp com. they can also look up energetic nlp on facebook or youtube and it will be me
0: <laughs> perfect well art it's been an absolute pleasure and the time has flown thank you so much for being here today
1: oh real pleasure and i i like again i so support what you're doing or what you're about in the world and i think I think it's so liberating for men nowadays to, to kind of go, we can define what we want to be. And how do we get in touch with our masculinity and do it in a way that, that we get to decide what that means? I think that's fantastic. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live Limitless.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkxcelerator.com. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. What is your idea worth sharing? I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to speak with you very soon.